welcome to another edition of Mondays with Manny. It is March 9th, 2020. I'm your host, Manny Rodriguez, and this is a live cast discussing common problems organizations face and how to deal with them using science, specifically the science of human behavior. A special thanks to uh, Business Science Magazine, my colleagues there, 305 Publishing and the OBM Alliance. As always, they are the supporters and sponsors of Mondays with Manny, as well as my own teammates at Bueno Ventures Management Services. Um, so I'll be taking questions from the live audience that's joining me today. So thank you all for joining me who's here. Um, I'll be taking questions from you at the end of this presentation. We usually do Mondays with Manny about 20 to 30 minutes to discuss these common problems organizations face and how to deal with them. Uh, and then the live Q&A, we won't be recording that. So this session here that I'm presenting to you today, uh, we, I am recording. This will be posted on our YouTube channel uh, that I'm flashing right here on the screen right now. Uh, so post, uh, we'll be posting that on the YouTube channel, socializing that through social media, so you'll be able to access that. But the live Q&A, that's very special for those that join me live. So without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get started with this edition of Mondays with Manny. Today's topic is all about change, change in organizations, in our work lives, and how to best manage change. Now, the interesting part about this topic is that it's uh, a topic that's well discussed, well written about, um, and the data is pretty abundantly clear that the better we are apt to change management and managing change in our day-to-day -day work lives as well as our strategic work, uh, the more likely we are able to meet those objectives. Um, there's a great deal of literature and a, even a certification body around change and change management. Um, one that is uh, most familiar in the workplace is called PROSCI. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. It's P-R-O-S-C-I. Uh, you can uh, feel free to go on their website, uh, P-R-O-S-C-I.com, PROSCI.com, and where they do a great deal of introduction to change, change management, um, a series of different tutorials on change and change management, um, as well as they have their own certification in change management. Now I should, opening disclaimer, I'm not certified in their process whatsoever, but I am an avid reader of their material. Now, uh, one of the things that they do talk about is their introduction to change and change management. I thought I'd start us off there. So change management, so what is it, is a application of a structured process and a set of tools for leading people and leading the people side of change to achieve a desired business outcome. So there's a couple of key words in there that I thought we should emphasize. The first is a structured process. So the idea here is you are planned, you're thoughtful, you're methodical, you're not just throwing change over a wall and hoping for the best, right? So the idea of a structured process is you're really carrying out the very key steps that it's going to take to manage whatever is the change, whether it's a new IT software, whether it's personnel changes, maybe it's a, a totally new standard operating procedure of how you're going to do your work. Whatever the change is, a minor to, minor to major change, you want it to be a structured process. Second part I thought we emphasize of this definition is a set of tools, a set of tools. So you don't want to uh, just guess at what you're doing in regards to change management. So there are a key set of tools that change management offers, such as the business case for change, as well as action plans and to-do lists. These are just sets of tools that really help differentiate between a structured process and just kind of figuring it out as you go. The other part I thought that was really important is leading the people side of change. 
The easy part of change is the exact, the actual change you're trying to achieve, which is say the software change or an SOP, you know, writing a new SOP, fairly simple to do, if you will, in comparison to dealing with some of the people side matters. So emotional responses to change. A lot of people don't like change or a lot of people say they don't like change. Um, versus uh, individuals that really want to understand why we have to change versus just staying with the way that we've been doing it for, for as long as we've been doing it. So the people side of change is a really important matter of learning and understanding how to manage that. And then finally, the latter part of this definition is to, to achieve a desired business outcome. You don't, you don't implement change in an organization without some intentional outcome that you're trying to achieve, whether it's better productivity, more revenue and sales, right? Decreasing costs, um, or maybe in, on the personnel side, maybe it's advancing someone's career. There's some element of change that has a very specific desired outcome to achieve. And that's part of the definition of what is change management. So I thought I'd kind of deviate now. So that's kind of the introduction to change management. And in the world of science and specifically behavioral science, there's some key resources I thought would be helpful to introduce to you uh, from some colleagues of mine in the field of behavioral science. The first one is uh, by Dr. Julie Smith. It's a book called It Happens, How to Become Change Resilient. And she's had a couple of uh, these books um, kind of replicated in advance. One's called It Happens at Work. Uh, that's another one. But this one, It Happens, I thought was really important to, to emphasize when it comes to change. And what she really talks about is change resilience, right? And what change resilience means, according to Dr. Smith, is it's the ability for you to adjust easily with courage and confidence when it happens. And the it, of course, is change. And one of the things that she introduces that I thought was super clever um, is called the change puzzle. And the change puzzle, right, it actually is shaped as a puzzle, you can see there, has six different elements. So I'll just cover that really quickly. The first one is it happens, meaning the change itself, the change that affects you or affects others. Um, and this could be expected or unexpected, right? It's welcomed or unwelcome, but it's the change, right? So it happens. The second part of the puzzle is my feelings. So these are the emotional responses that you have that you need to become aware of as well as share with others as part of this change. The third is my thoughts and feelings. So the idea here is that you have ideas running through your head around the change. These could be based on past experiences. These could be based on the present experience, whatever they are. Your thoughts and beliefs about the change are really important to understand. Then there's your behaviors, right? So this is what your actual behaviors are, what you're doing and saying as part of the change or potentially resisting as part of the change. The consequences to me is number five. This is where you figure out the impact that this change is having on you. So what are you experiencing as a result of doing the behaviors that the change is requiring? And then finally, your impact on others. So you as an individual in the organization, what is your impact on others? So these are all the change pieces, the change puzzle pieces that Dr. Julie Smith talks about. And it's all predicated on the world of behavioral science. It's all understanding um, what we do and how we do and how we interact with change. And then fundamentally, if we're trying to achieve change, what do we need to do differently and make sure we have a positive impact on others? So when it comes to her change uh, puzzle pieces, she has, of course, tips for um, 
how to effectively manage change and using those six paradigms. So it happens, that's number one, right? So meaning the change, so we understand the change, we understand the uh, desired result that we're trying to achieve. So that leads us to number two, my feelings. And the tip there is to become aware and then share. So become aware of your feelings, what, what are your feelings about the change, and make sure you share it with other people so that people can help you work through your, your feelings for change. Um, now, if it's a simple change, your feelings may be quite, quite straightforward. No problem, not a big deal, right? But if it's a complex change or it's something that's truly um, has an emotional response for you, you wanna make sure you share that um, so that way you can work through the change. So step, puzzle piece number three is my thoughts and feelings. And the tip here is to aim to reframe. So sometimes our thoughts and beliefs about change are actually very negative. And so they're going to keep us from wanting to actually do the change itself. Um, and it becomes, it, it becomes, um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it becomes counterproductive to the change, right? So your thoughts and beliefs, you need to aim to reframe. So reframe them into the positive. Why are we doing this change? What do I need to do for this change? And what do others need to do for this change? So that's the aim to reframe tip. On the my behaviors, that's number four, puzzle piece number four, my behaviors, the tip there is plan it through, then do and do. So the idea there is to actually make your behaviors as part of your day-to-day -day ritual, your to-do list, if you will. So plan it through. What is the behavior they're asking me to do? What do I need to do to actually engage in those behaviors? So what do I need to set up in my day-to-day -day rituals? And then do it and do it, right? So act on your behaviors that are being asked of you. On the consequence side, the consequences to you, right? That's the next puzzle piece, is to find encouragement, avoid discouragement. So anytime that you feel discouraged, Dr. Julie Smith says, try to find encouragement. So what could reinforce you to do the behaviors that are being asked of you to do? Sometimes change is very difficult. Imagine a new software technology that you have to implement or you have to use, right? It could be very difficult for you. So finding encouragement may be by uh, partnering with somebody else that knows how to do it and knows how to use the new software. And getting that encouragement, that social feedback from people may be the encouragement you need for the change itself. Last but not least is my impact on others. That's the last puzzle piece. And the tip there is to check my effect, check my effect. So the intention here is that you have an impact on other people during change, whether you're an individual contributor, a supervisor, a manager, an executive, whoever you are in the, in the organization, you have an impact on others. So the tip here is to make sure that you check your effect. And, and without saying, it goes without saying, during change, you want to have positive effects on people. The more positive effect we have on others, the more likely the change is going to happen and, and achieve that desired business result. All right, so that's It Happens from Dr. Julie Smith. It's a great book. It also She also has It Happens at Work. I'd recommend that one as well. And uh, another resource I thought um, that kind of brings itself um, a behavioral model, if you will, to change uh, in organizations is a book called The Behavior Breakthrough by Steve Jacobs and colleagues. Um, uh, these uh, great, great friends of mine, great colleagues of mine. Um, the Behavior Breakthrough subtitle is Leading Your Organization to a New Competitive Advantage. Uh, it's a great book. And one of the things that... Um, Sorry about that, folks. Uh, one of the things that uh, Steve Jacobs and his colleagues talk about is a behavioral change model to change. Um, introduces a very clear focus on achieving sustainable results through sustained behavior. So it sounds kind of 
uh, vague and ambiguous, if you will, but what he specifically is describing is how to prepare leaders in the organization, managers, executives, directors, uh, leaders, for actually leading the change by very clearly specifically focusing on only a critical few behaviors that achieve that result that we're trying to achieve and doing so by maximizing feedback, by making sure that people in the organization are constantly getting feedback on how they're doing, what they're doing, how they're doing, and the impact it's having. So, so that whole book walks through models, examples, great case studies around change, uh, big, large-scale organizational change from some of the largest companies in the world, <clears throat> as well as even small changes that we face day to day in our lives. Now, to, to pair this book, I, I found a blog that was written by a colleague of mine, uh, Amy Durgan, Dr. Amy Durgan, uh, from a company called Alula. It's a consulting firm out of Pittsburgh, A-L-U-L-A, -A, uh, great colleagues of ours in behavioral science. And one of the things that she wrote is uh, she wrote an article called Five Stops and Starts to Truly Change Performance. And I thought we would end um, Mondays with Manny with uh, these five stops and starts. I'll embellish a little bit about them. Uh, I don't think uh, Amy would mind if I do that. Um, but, uh, but I wanted to just share with you what these five stops and starts are to truly change performance, according to Dr. Amy Durgan. And then we'll end uh, Mondays with Manny there. So the first stop is stop using milestones as the sole metric and start using behavioral metrics that indicate active change towards reaching the goal. So the idea here is that sometimes in change management, we use milestones like number of people we trained or the number of projects, uh, the number of project uh, deliverables that were achieved. Um, sometimes these milestones are simply just too too soft, if you will, they're, 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 they're used as the sole metric of change and that's not good enough. So what she's recommending, which I totally agree with, is to start using behavioral metrics that indicate active change towards reaching the goal. So an easy example would be if you're implementing a new software program, how many users are actually actively using the new software? right? That's a good behavioral metric. Um, another one could be if we're trying to implement a new standard operating procedure is to do audits, uh, quality audits on the use of those standard operating procedures. Great behavioral metric. Second stop is using, stop using early project milestones as short-term wins because they're not and start having performers define early performance-based accomplishments as short-term wins. So one, of, one example here would be, let's say if we were implementing a safety protocol, a new safety procedure, we wouldn't want a project milestone. Uh, we wanna stop using a project milestone such as um, the entire team has achieved their, their early training, right? We don't wanna do that. We wanna focus on the number of behavior-based safety observations that the staff have been performing in the first 30 days. So that is a good performance-based accomplishment, for example. Another one could be if we're trying to improve production yield and we focus on some training effort or maybe the implementation of a new SOP, just because we wrote the SOP, which would be the project milestone, shouldn't be what we measure, right? We wanna stop using that milestone and we wanna start using some early performance-based accomplishments like production yield, right? So did our production yield actually improve or not? Number three, uh, stop focusing only on how the change is going, 
and start focusing on how people are affected by the change. So this matches very nicely with Dr. Julie Smith and uh, Steve Jacobs' work, right? So this is, it's not about whether the change is going well or not well, it's really about the effect it has on people, right? So change is all about affecting people in a positive way, so we wanna make sure that that's what's happening. Number four, stop overlooking the fundamental support leaders need to drive change and start focus, start aligning employees to support with leader support to drive both. So the intention here is that even when we do talk about change management being a leader-led approach, right? So we want leaders to drive change. It really has to stop. We have to stop looking at it from that perspective. Um, Dr. Amy Durgan says, start aligning employee support with leader support to drive both. So it's really the combination of both employees and leaders to really leverage each other, work together collaboratively to make the change happen. Uh, far too often, I've seen change management fail when it's top-down driven uh, versus top-down, bottom-up, and working collaboratively. So that's the intention here. And last but not least, number five, stop losing sight of the purpose in exchange for the goal and start using goals as a way to track fulfilling your purpose. So one of the best tools in change management that I enjoy uh, working on and using is the business case for change. The problem is that business case for change is usually documented very well, one time, and hardly ever referenced again. Where here, what Amy is referring to is that your purpose of change should be how goals are used to track whether you're fulfilling that purpose, right? So not losing sight of that, you want that business case for change or that purpose statement of why we're doing this change in the first place to be front and center so that everybody understands that as we're achieving our goals, there's a purpose to it and it's, we're on track to fulfilling that purpose. So that's, that's the Mondays with Manny today with regards to change and change management. We talked about a couple of things. We talked about It Happens uh, by Dr. Julie Smith, great read, The Behavior Breakthrough by Steve Jacobs, and by Dr. Amy Durgan, Five Stops and Starts to Truly Change Performance. That article is online. You can look it up. So thank you very much for joining me. Those who are on the live cast, just stay on and I'll be happy to take your Q&A. And for all others, stay tuned for another Mondays with Manny in a week and I'll be seeing you then. Take care, have a good one.